0: Okay. Welcome to Power Pivots, the podcast where we explore stories behind the fundamental career shifts and changes that have made all the difference. I'm your host, I go by to and today we are joined by Malik Mack, Mr. Mac Mad. <laughs> Glad to have you, brother. Glad to have Thanks you. Thanks for Glad having me. Thank you for joining. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. It's a pleasure. We're excited to have you. Shoot, let's just jump into it. I like to start the show off by asking people about their PowerPoints. So who are you? Give me like three words or phrases that you'd use to describe yourself. Absolutely. So if I had to choose three words or phrases to describe
1: myself, the first word would be black. The second word would be human. And the third word would be vessel. OK, I can to uh, emphasize that if I was
0: explaining a little bit.
1: Yeah. So when I think about myself, I think about the total self. Right. So when I say black, I think about my culture. I think about where I come from. I think about how I was brought up, I think about, you know, the things I've learned, I think about just how that all has affected me and created me and crafted me into who I am. So black is a very central point of who I am and my identity. I am a black man. And that's really important for me to make sure that when in any space that I am, that I'll be representing I am a black man. The second part to that is human. I'm very human. I have my fault. I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers, but I try my best, right? Every day I try to be better than I was yesterday. I am a human. I fall. I bleed. Things don't always go the way I think they're supposed to go. But at the end of the day, I recognize I give myself grace because I'm not God. I'm a human. So that's a, that's the second word. The third word is vessel. You know, through my life, people always talk about what's your purpose? What's your purpose? Find your purpose. What is that thing? And for me, I use the term vessel because I truly believe that I am a vessel. I'm a Christian, yeah, man. so I always say that God has definitely, he definitely uses me on occasion to have a random conversation with a random individual that you know changes the trajectory of their day, month, life, and I feel like he's been using me consistently for a lot of those different type life-changing conversations or just interactions or even sometimes friendships and things like that. So I use the word vessel and I'm very, very intentional about using that term because I definitely believe that he has me on assignment
0: a lot of times. So vessel is my third. Very great. You know, it's so crazy because you and I obviously have a personal relationship, but I try and predict what words i think people will use and those are not the (laughs) (laughs) But, but that's beautiful those are all really great points awesome well i wanted to get more into your story like the hindsight story they say that stories are always told in hindsight and it's 2020 so i guess give me your experience looking back like tell me more about your story
1: professional story really starts around 2012 when I graduated from college. And I graduated, I went home and immediately was seeking employment. I actually was placed in a job through a recruiting agency. They placed me at the American Nurses Association. The job wasn't a fit in any way, shape or form, but they recognized like, hey, we actually have a recruiter position opening up. And based off of your experience and some of the things you've done, we would really love to talk to you and see if you would be interested in working here. So I ended up working at that recruiting agency And I told myself, I'm here for a year. After that year, I'm moving to New York City. So I was in that recruiting position for six months. And pretty much the entire marketing department quit. So we pretty much lost our entire marketing department within the span of like a week and a half. So, you know, we're a recruiting agency. We have, obviously, we can find marketers and things like that to fill this position. But I went into the office with the CEO and I said, hey, that's my background. That's what I wanted to do. Give me a chance for a couple months. Try me out. Let me run this department. You know, I can show you what I can do. And he kind of thought about it a little bit. And he was like, you know what? Let's give it a chance. Let's see what happens. So I ended up taking over the entire department. And it was much longer than it was supposed to be just, like I said, try me out. But then after that time, he was like, no, you're great because my background was digital marketing, but I also had a tech background. So I was okay. able to integrate a lot of the systems and things that our previous marketing directors, you know, had a little bit of trouble doing. Um, and so I was able to come in and integrate new things. And I led us through um, a whole um, database refresh situation that he like blew his mind because it's something he always wanted to do. So that me taking over the marketing department, I said, OK, I'm not going to stay for a year. I'm going to give this role a year. So I end up staying in Baltimore for a year and a half. OK, but I knew. I'm still moving to New York. So I said, I'm not, it's not going to be a long time. I said, in my head, I knew, I said, okay, I'm starting over, giving them a year in this role, but when that year hits, I'm moving to New York City. And so that's what I did. Um, Fast forward, New York, started working for a company, it was a marketing company, really was just to get a job so I could be in the city, have income, told myself, Malik, you're going to be an entrepreneur. We know you want to be an entrepreneur. So we're going to stay in this role, forget for how long a year so i said i'm gonna give him a year Mm -hmm. eight months came i kind of was over the position and i wanted some more money and a job came it was actually a job that the hiring directors were Cornelians. i said "Okay, this is some good money and i will this is kind of cool when it's Cornelius. so honestly i interviewed on saturday they offered me the job on one day. Not a lot. Not a left, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it was definitely some Cornell nepotism in that thing because I def- I definitely jumped through some hoops. Some though It was quicker for me than I think other people would have experience. I said, okay, got into that role. Dealt with a lot of things that black people deal with in these corporate roles. microaggressions. had a manager who was scared of me. And it was just like, yeah. I had a lot of instances where, you know, I was just like, this is weird. Why am I experiencing these things? But then I remembered. I told God, I want to be an entrepreneur and I'm only going to be working for these people for one year and I'm getting out of here to go do what I'm supposed to do. So I feel like God was like, "Okay, what do you ask for? So let me throw some things to remind you that this is what you said you wanted to do. said, Eureka, I need to get on it and become an entrepreneur. So what I do, I said, I'm going to save 12 months of expenses. And once I hit that number, I'm quitting on that day. Let me tell you about my guy. I ended up saving twelve months of expenses in the next month and a half while money was in the pocket. Done. What I do went to my very scared manager and said, "Hey, I'm quitting. Do you want a two weeks notice, or can I just leave today? What do you want?" <laughs> and he kind of like, "Look, if you can do two weeks, that'd be nice." I said, "I'm not against it. I'm just letting you know I'm done. I'm checked out. I'm done." Well, I know, I see you. <laughs> no. I listen. I try. I, I, listen. I try not to be a brother to no people, but I was done, and yeah. you know, respected my decision. They were, you know, upset, scrambling or whatever, but it was okay, right? Because it's it's about me. It's not about them. So hmm. I was so intentional about my quitting. I had an I quit party. Okay, I let people know. Like, <laughs> listen, we're going to celebrate the day that. <laughs> I remember. remember the part? Remember college, oh, Jack because this is quiet. Gotta us Let's All run out. I was like, this is it. So that was the beginning of my pivot.
0: Awesome. 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 Yeah. No, I'm sure we'll get more into it. This is a fantastic story. I'm always just curious though. Like, Let's get into like the actual pivot. Okay. You've given me a lot of context into like what you changed into, why you did it. Obviously, uh, you wanted to pursue entrepreneurship and we'll get more into in what specific regard you pursued entrepreneurship. But like, how did you do it? Like, what were some of the aspects other than making sure that you had the financial stability for the next 12 months? What was able to motivate you to get there? What are some of the tools and resources for you to say, you know what? This is something that's viable for me to pursue. The thing about
1: entrepreneurship is that I knew it was smart to have a full-time job. Well, I kind of started to grow these companies. So I didn't just jump out there and then start my companies, right? So while I was working for these corporate co- uh, corporate companies, I also already started my clothing line. It was called We Are Not Through. I had a luxury hair company called Luxurious Mains. And then I had my web development digital marketing agency called Mac Interactive. So I was already, Oh, and the fourth thing is I had entrepreneur media, which was a media company helping other black and um, people of color businesses with a lot of information articles and things like that to help them kind of get up to speed. And with that platform, I had a podcast where I was interviewing black entrepreneurs and explaining their stories. And also, you know, Hey, Give us those tips. Give us that information that's going to help other people be able to grow their businesses as well. So I was running those four businesses while I was working. You know, so this thing wasn't a jump out there and figure it out. It was like, no, let's get it set up. Let's know what we're doing and then get comfortable and then um, jump out there. And that's how I, that's how I was able to save the 12 months of expenses so quickly. I just leveraged my businesses and I pulled in the money and income from there. And then next thing you know, with my paycheck and those businesses income, I was able to, you know, hit my goal and quit my job. Um, but getting into, you know, what got me into a position to feel comfortable, what was kind of the why, and then also resources. I would say that I have always been an entrepreneur since, honestly, since middle school. Right. I've been, I used to go to middle school. I used to go to the dollar store. I used to buy the five pack of Bubblicious for a dollar. I used to take <laughs> them out the pack, put them in a bag. I used to walk around the school, sell them for 25 a 25 cent piece. If I sold out, if I bought five packs and I sold out that day, I made $20 profit. $20 a day as a middle schooler, that's a lot of money rolling boy, that's that's everything right that's 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 putt that's put, putt money that's uh we need lawyers <laughs> that call that money so all i forgot to even remember put, put. but but then yeah because so um that was i had that mindset and then i moved into uh cds dvds and software because i understood how to use like torrents and lime wire and all that stuff so i was able to make cds and dvds and uh find software for pieces people and that was my background was in tech even then Um, so I was able to, you know, I knew how to install it. I knew Mac, I knew Mac versus PC. I knew how to, all of those different things. So that helped me make a lot of money, moved that into high school. Um, and then I started my own PC, um, pretty much sell and repair company. So I was going around, I was in Philadelphia. I was in Delaware. I was in Maryland driving around in my own car, fixing people's computers through referrals, through marketing, through all these different things. So, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for so long. Even when I went to college, right? I was doing party flyers for people. I was doing music production. I was doing all these different things. And I had so much, I was I was making streams of income for myself because I was a struggling college student, right? And yeah. I was like, I need to have income, right? So I didn't ever, I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I didn't have money. People just giving me money, which would have been a blessing, but it wasn't, that wasn't my reality. So I had a work-study job and I also had my side hustles and I was, I've been an entrepreneur. So I knew I knew, it, and I can backtrack a little bit. In high school, we did these letters five years to yourself, write a letter to yourself, where you're gonna be, where you're gonna be, all these things. My letter was accurate to a T. Like my mom, they sent it to our house, whatever. My mom opened it because, you know, moms don't care. Of course. Mom, of course. Of course. She calls me and reads it, and she's like, this is creepy. Like, this is to the T. Like, you live living in water. You're an entrepreneur. You're you know, like, all these different things. And I said, you know, I always felt in me that that was going to be my path. I just had to figure out where in that world I was going to land, right? So the clothing line, the hair company, the web development agency, and then the um, entrepreneur media, all those things were kind of like different facets of things I was interested in um, that I was kind of figuring out where am I going to land, right? The hair company, I, don't, I started a hair company because... I watched Good Hair, and he told me it was a multi-billion dollar uh, industry, and I already was doing the, the clothing, so I asked my suppliers about hair, they gave me connections, next thing you know, I'm looking at margins, and I'm like, oh, I could play this game, I went to a tech high school, I have friends who are, literally came out of high school as licensed cosmetology, I'm sitting them here, asking them questions, I'm educating myself on this, and next thing you know, I'm like, okay, I'm in business, and I'm gonna tell you something, I made some great money from that hair company, like, <laughs> I don't know how you just going out, remember the package, I don't know, I did some great buddy off that hair. So I was really trying to find out what that entrepreneurship was going to look like by, you know, testing different markets in different areas. And then, you know, now where I'm currently sitting, it's more of the tech side with the web development, the branding, and then, um, specific sub niches that I have in that world. Got it. Need some resources. When I was going through my journey and say, okay, I'm going to start my businesses. How can I do this? YouTube university was, was there for me. Oh, I was all in on YouTube. Um, YouTube saved my life at statistics in college. And ever since that day, I was like, (laughs) YouTube, it was my (laughs) 18th. I'll with you. So YouTube University was really big for me. Um, I would say that another thing that was really big and for me was uh, I was in forms, a lot of different forms and stuff, um, because I learned music production through forms. So I said, if I can find some forms specific to entrepreneurship, I feel like I can get that same type of, you know, response when I'm, you know, when I'm writing in posts and people respond directly to me. Yeah. Um, so even though forms were a little bit outdated at the time, they still helped me because people had information. And if I had very specific questions, be it about merchandising, being about manufacturing, be it about hair, be it about, you know web and how I can, you know, what platforms I should be using, um, about hosting, all those different things. These forms really help, you know, guide me into, you know, these places that I needed to be. So then I could do further research using YouTube because now I had the keywords that I needed and I was able to utilize both, you know, in tandem so that I could figure out, you know, what this entrepreneurship thing is going to look like. Uh, The biggest, biggest, biggest piece to this was I had a friend at the time who she gave me a a Google Sheet uh, template for budgeting and i took it and i altered it a little bit um and it's kind of like i don't know if you guys ever heard of like the bucketing system where you bucket your money and you kind of see Mm -hmm. oh okay this is for you know for living expenses this is for going out whatever we used that and we retooled it and that was why i was able to save that money so quickly because i used that bucketing system remove some things from that i would you know that would be going out remove them, yeah. and then reduce some uh, things that needed to be reduced. And I was able to free up more money and then it was able to increase my income. So that way I was able to create that pool of money so much faster. That tool was super, super, super crucial in me being able to quit that job and make that ultimate pivot. So those are awesome. resources swell.
0: Yeah, no, that is all really, really helpful. You know, I think that a lot of times folks don't really realize how useful something like a YouTube or forum uh is. And a lot of times like you know, the foundation is just like asking the right questions, right? Of like, or like getting the right answers, even more importantly, right? Like of being able to figure out, like, okay, I think I know where I want to go, but what are some of the steps that you use to get there? Exactly, exactly. I wanted to understand a little bit more about how foundational you felt certain experiences are. So, honestly, yeah. you went to Cornell; uh, that's where we met. Uh, I wanted to see like how foundational you thought your degree at Mm -hmm. Cornell was and just the institution overall was in your experience, but I also wanted to know more from a corporate standpoint, how important that corporate experience was knowing that you wanted to go into entrepreneurship full-time. What did you Think that experience gave you absolutely okay so i'll start with the cornell experience cornell was not an easy
1: journey for me it was very. <laughs> i'm with you there <laughs> and you know and you know I, I take some onus on that you know i definitely was choosing fun over you know being super studious the majority of the time and i also had a lot of experiences with people that were very you know like a lot of mental health stuff, like with friends and things like that, and I took on a lot more than I probably should have. But I sit here today, I'm actually I, I'm not upset at that because where I am today and those experiences and those people that I close friends and things like that, they have definitely helped mold me and shape me. You know, me, but being able to take on that stuff anyway. Cornell, super difficult, had to figure out how to navigate that world because I felt like I didn't have the support from the administration the way I thought I should. Now, that's not to say that they weren't supportive. it's just that I don't feel like they supported me the way I needed them to because I had a lot of questions. I used to get conflicting information from different people in the same office, and I felt like you guys are the ones who are supposed to help me kind of get to, you know, where I am and things like that when it comes to these classes i was in arts and sciences which has a lot of requirements and we had there's a whole report that i didn't even know existed that showed you what requirements and attracting for you until my senior year Oh what wow. but, but i'm not the person who you know came to my deans and administration you know once in a while i went there all the time why was the first day i should have been given the dust report so i've yeah. been tracking yeah. and choosing classes accordingly anywho had those experiences Because that experience beat up on me so much, I tell people that when I graduated, I really felt like there was nothing that I could not accomplish because that really, you know, if people talk about sororities and fraternities and hazing, I was hazed. Hey, Cornell University the, from the administration. Okay. And yeah. it, it was supposed to be bigger and better. I came out bigger and better because there was, yeah. when I hit the real world, there was nothing I felt like that I couldn't accomplish. I, when I moved to New York, I wasn't even afraid of New York. I was like, New York, are you ready for Malik? Right. That's how I felt. So it was, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. And sometimes God would take us through that storm, but He always tell us, tell you that even when you're in a storm, I'm always with you. And there's always an end to that storm. And I felt like Cornell, a lot of ways was that storm. But, you know, I, he was with me and we got through it. And then for life now, I feel like there is no storm that I cannot tackle. Corporate, going into corporate, because I had the Cornell experience, I didn't have any fear going into corporate. I, You know, I used to walk in there like, no, you guys want me. So how bad do you want me? And then uh, you're my boss. Yes, but I'm going to respect you. But there's certain things that are just not going to fly. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. We're not, you know, we're going to have a very respectful and great relationship. And we're going to do whatever we need to do to make this, you know, business grow or whatever in this marketing department. I learned so much through my corporate experience, though. Okay, I had an internship every summer that I was in Cornell because I was one of those people who understood research very well I was able to learn a lot of these marketing principles and a lot of these marketing tactics and strategies as they came out right like for instance search engine optimization was starting to boom right that was the start of the boom of that when I was in college and my my internships those marketing directors that I had who were above me did not understand it they didn't know what to do I was able to research I was in those forms I was able to deep dive into different places in the internet and figure out learn what it is learn what black hat white hat gray hat was all these different aspects of search engine optimization and then now i'm able to communicate that on my resume it's pinging in their ats systems when they're searching for people to these internships and now i'm at the front yep. of the line because i understand it and i can speak it intelligently and here's the kicker they don't understand it so to me i could be i could just make it up anything and they were just kind of like eating it up because it was like we need this them our, our um ceo was saying we need search engine optimization we need it and things like that so social media uh, marketing same thing my experience through those internships gave me the ability to ease, I would say easily because it was pretty easy for me to get jobs coming out of college. But then um, those skills were solidified working in those different jobs, um, running that marketing department, right? And then being able to keep running it right because he's like oh no what you're doing is making sense we're getting new potential people to come in and get these jobs or you know you're helping the sales team you're doing all these different things and everything is running as well as it was when we had the other person so this is great the other two people let's keep it real you know so this is great and you're also introducing new tech things because you have that background my corporate experience was paramount in making me a very confident entrepreneur because when i'm going out looking for my own client they're looking you know they want to make sure that i can also you know speak intelligently to mark for their businesses speak intelligently to web development for their businesses branding for their businesses and i was able to and i was comfortable i was client facing, so i I was never shy or scared to get on the phone and talk to them so my corporate experience and my cordial experience really made me who i am to this day that when i jumped out to become an entrepreneur that it wasn't i wasn't i didn't feel scared i felt like let's go i'm ready to tackle the world and i'm ready to become the best entrepreneur i know how to be and have unlimited income potential which is the you know the biggest part of entrepreneurship for me
0: that actually feeds in pretty well to my next question actually as long as i've Mm -hmm. known you entrepreneurship has been a core fundamental aspect of you i actually thought you were going to make that one of your powerpoints (laughs) i wanted to ask you overall and hearing more of your story helps me understand more about you from that aspect but why is entrepreneurship so important to you
1: yeah that's a great question i think the biggest part of it is freedom i am very family oriented i am a um what's my love language is spending time so I knew that if I was working one of these high power nine to fives, I wouldn't have time, right? I, you know, we lived together. I was always on the makeup. Yes, desk. I was always on my way to. Yeah, city. I was always on my way to. Man, people was like, "Do you even live here anymore?" Because <laughs> I, sh- I could do my job anywhere. I'm an entrepreneur anywhere. As long as I have my laptop or an internet connection, I really can do whatever I need to do. So you know, I want to be there for my nephew's birthday parties. I want to be. I want to be there for my nephew's basketball game. You know what I mean? I want to be able to be there for my cousins doing whatever, my aunts and uncles doing whatever, my mom, my stepdad, my whatever, anybody's doing whatever. I want it to be free and available. And entrepreneurship really gave me that ability, right? And I knew that it would. So that was why it was super crucial for me to be able to become an entrepreneur. But also, I wanted people who look like me, who came from where I came from, to be able to say, this is possible. You know, I tell yeah. the people every day, potential entrepreneurs, people we just looking for additional income, things like that. And we can have 10, 15 minute conversations. And they'd be like, "Believe you don't even understand how much this means to me, right? They'd be like, no one has ever told me this is possible. You're the first person to tell me this is even possible. You know what I mean? Before, and even especially before TikTok and Instagram reels and everything where content became king and everybody had to keep making content every day, every day, every, every day. So, you know, they have, they're hearing more about income streams and things like that, which is beautiful. Right. But they was like, you know, I've never I've never even thought this was possible. How could a little me? I can start a business. Yes, well, you can you can do that. Yeah. You can start several businesses. So it's very important for me to not only become an entrepreneur, but also become a very visible entrepreneur, because I really wanted people to recognize that this thing is so possible. Um, that you're also you're almost doing yourself a disservice for not even trying. That's why when I tell my story about saving twelve months of expenses, I tell people, do that. I'd much rather you keep your job and just focus on saving up that twelve months of expenses and then quitting because guess what? If you don't make another dollar for that year, you're still gonna live the exact same lifestyle. I didn't say 12 months of minimum. I said your expenses, right? All of your expenses. So that way you can live the same lifestyle, even if you don't make another dollar for the next year, but you just give yourself a chance and you give yourself a chance while being comfortable. That's what's super important. So for me, entrepreneurship was freedom. Entrepreneurship was being visible so that other people who are like me, come from places that I'm, I'm from, look like me, can see that this is possible. And for me, that was more important than anything. And then the third part is the money let's call it let's call a spade a spade i love crab legs those are my favorite no. on crab legs boy okay so, so right got a street got them on sale right now for eight nine nine pounds that's what i'm going after this interview <laughs> so i'm going to give me some crab legs but you know what i mean i have a lifestyle and i also want for myself right and then for my future family and things like that but the money is great unlimited income potential Right. And so to me, what's better than that? And I get to, you know, I get to utilize my time the way I want to. And then I have unlimited income potential. What's better than that?
0: So, yeah, no, absolutely. And for folks who are interested in entrepreneurship, is it important to be an entrepreneur that you're doing it full time? Or could it be like a moonlight situation? Then. Also, I wanted you to speak about the importance of the goal of entrepreneurship. Must it be driven by a passion? Like I have something that I'm very passionate about and I want to drive that passion to its full extent by entrepreneurship. Or is it okay to say, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't know exactly what I want to do. I'm just going to figure it out. And it's all in the name of entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's these wonderful questions. Um, I talk about this pretty exclusively with
1: people. So the first part about this, do you need to be full time or can you, like you say, moonlight or, you know, just have an additional stream of income? I always say it depends on the person. Right. When I say entrepreneurship, I'm not saying you have to be, you know, Damon Johns or one of these people who are this, this. they made their entire life of being these big entrepreneurs and things like that. No, no, no. You can literally be a person that has your nine to five. Right. And that nine to five could be anything. You could be working at Chipotle. You could be a greeter at Walmart or you could be an executive at whatever. Right. But then having that side hustle, that side business, what additional income stream that fuels your passion, right? Think about how many people we talk about and say, I make great money, I have a great family, I have a great life, but I'm bored. I, I'm I'm not happy because I'm bored. This is not what I, you know, wanted to be doing with my life. I love that I'm be able to provide for my family, but my passions are not fulfilled entrepreneurship gives you that ability right we just met um, a person and that that man was selling gourmet vegan popcorn yep. he's also a licensed social worker his wife is about to be a doctor he's like yeah it's additional income you know what i mean but i love doing this i love when people come to me with ideas and i come up with the flavor profile for them and now we got 45 flavors that we have versus just the 44 we had yesterday like it's passion right yes, yeah income but it's passion too sometimes you have to fill your time doing things that like, i like to say fills your cup so i don't think it has to be either or there's no strong sway i think it just depends on the person and what they're looking to get out of it oh now the second part of that question if you are creating a business or something and it's not passion or something you're interested in i don't think there's anything wrong with that but i will tell you this entrepreneurship is not easy that's a huge misconception it's not easy and so when times get tough and things get rough If you're not passionate or you don't really have the love for whatever you're doing, a lot of times you're going to just drop it. You're just not going to do it anymore. And, you know, so you'll find yourself in that endless cycle of just getting rid of things and trying something else because you're not really interested in it. You don't love it. I always tell people it's really great just to sit down and think about something that you really are passionate about and try to figure out how you can create a business around that. And if you can't do that, then um, find something that's adjacent You know what I mean? So maybe it's not something you totally love, but it's still in the world of like the functions of it you love. So if you're really big into like design and stuff, the fashion, you know, maybe developing some type of clothing or fashion or whatever, you might not be into clothing and fashion, but you're into the design. So you can make designs for it. So that makes you happy. You know, even though maybe make the clothes don't, you don't really care about the clothes, but you love the designs, things like that. That's going to help you with creating businesses that you're going to want to sustain when things get rough and times get hard, you know? So that's something to really, really, really think about. And yes, there are a bunch of people who want to become entrepreneurs for the sake of saying that I am an entrepreneur. That's fine. But like I said, it's the same thing. You're it's, it's going to get old fast because you're not going to want to do it, right? You're going to be like, oh, I don't yeah. care about this. Uh, they're more so hobbies. They'll become hobbies. So, you know, if you're really interested in it or is it something that you're like, you know, I've always, you know, considered it or I looked at this person doing this. I always thought that was super cool. I always tell people, please give it a try. Give these things a try. But if you, you know, you're feeling like you don't care, you're not liking it, Try something else or whatever, but it doesn't have to be so finite, right? It's a pivot, right? Make a pivot. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And This is that world. So definitely, um, you know, definitely try to. I would say try to find something that has a little bit of touch with your passions because it'll sustain you when things get rough. But some people are built different. They could just do stuff and they don't even care about it, and you know that's cool. I didn't really care about luxury hair extensions, but I did care about the money. <laughs> Yeah. And it fed, it fed me into building my other businesses where I was making money. So that was yeah, what I was into.
0: Well, that's my question for you. Then, what would you, it sounds like? Passion is a huge aspect and a huge part of it, uh, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. What would you say is your passion, and that drives your like motivation?
1: Yeah, so this is great because I recently have refined it. Um, it's definitely helping other entrepreneurs create, build, scale their businesses. I literally, I literally launched a um initiative this, this year to help 100 entrepreneurs in any way, right? Good. When it comes to their business, I, it doesn't even matter what it is. I just want to be able to help entrepreneurs. I've been an entrepreneurship success coach for years, um, and that gets really intense, and that's really into the the minutia of what individual people. Sometimes people just need 15 minutes for you to answer a couple questions about what they're currently going through to get them to the next level. And I'm down to be that person just to answer those questions for you. So I say, I'm allocating whatever time I need to, to be able to help 100 entrepreneurs this year. And honestly, I've already started it. And I I get so full when I talk to these people. Um, sometimes I get a little too excited. So I don't on them and they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, stage one, this is day 22, right? Slow bike, controller, snow now, baby, exactly <laughs> like, because like, I get so excited. So that, when I say my passion, is definitely helping other entrepreneurs um build, create, or scale their businesses. That one, that, that puts a smile on my face. Awesome,
0: awesome. Now, I want to understand, obviously we've talked at length about your pivot, the why and how you did it, but what advice would you give yourself From two different angles from a pre-pivot angle what advice would you give yourself in hindsight and then from a post-pivot angle what advice would you give yourself from pre-pivot angle
1: i love that i would definitely give myself two pieces of advice specifically seek mentorship and seek community um entrepreneurship can get very lonely Because a lot of the times when you start out, it's you. You're doing it. You know, I'm the everything. I'm the CEO, the CFO, the CMO, the COO, all CTO, all of that, right? And a lot of times you spend a lot of time with yourself and client work or communications and things like that. So it can get very lonely. So seeking community of other entrepreneurs so that maybe you guys can co-work together. Maybe you guys could be a referral network for each other. Those different things so that when you have those very entrepreneur-specific annoyances, you have someone or someones you can go and talk to a body who are dealing with the same thing and they know exactly what it is and you kind of could just exhale. Seek okay. mentorship is definitely something I'm going to, I wish I would have been advised to do. And the reason being is that I think there's a lot of uh, missteps that I could have avoided had I seeked a mentorship through somebody who has been through, you know, this entrepreneurship journey already. And It didn't have to be anybody who was just that much older, whatever, just somebody who already has some lot of that experience. Because once again, entrepreneurship can get very lonely. Having somebody who already been through these Things can help give you advice. So when you're at like a fork in the road or a crossroad, you don't know what to do. Having that mentor to kind of guide would have been wonderful, right? Having that Malik that I could have went to and spoke to for 15 minutes about whatever would have been, you know, paramount to me. like I said, um, hop o- over some of these um obstacles that I, I faced. Now, the obstacles I faced made it better for me to be able to tell other entrepreneurs what they shouldn't have done, but in the same sense it would have been great to have that mentor and really be able to lean on them and have that relationship. Um, So the two pre- pivot pieces of advice i would have loved post pivot biggest piece of advice i wish i would have just charged more out the gate for all of my homes i experienced it a few times so in in doing that you know you know that's health related that's mental health related you know that could be financial related because i can't work so maybe i can't make no money so you know i had a lot of ups and flows with that because you know i wasn't able to regulate the workload as well as i should have because the prices were too low you know? So, you know, in order for me to hit certain metrics, I would have to have so many projects and I would have to be working on them at the same time and all these different things. So that wasn't, you know, advantageous for me in the, um, in that short run. But as I did lean on resources, um, there's a guy named Chris Doe who did an incredible YouTube video about pricing and that YouTube video between his YouTube video. And there's another guy, I can't remember his name right now. I, I hate that. I can't, but he created he did a webinar on price anchoring so his okay. price anchoring webinar and Chris Doe's uh pricing youtube video changed the trajectory of all of my businesses because I was able to learn how to better price all my services and also how to utilize um utilize psychology to get uh clients to you know pay more for things so that I was able to really be able to take on less clients yet make way more money And thus be able to have that, you know, it's a lot of that stuff off my chest. So I was able to really become this entrepreneur that was able to start to scale. Right. The word is scale. Oh, and it was very important. So post pivot, I really wish that I had the advice to like just charge more out the gate. Everybody's not your customer. Everybody's not your client. Charge more out the gate. Focus on those people. Oh, there you go.
0: There's a, That's all that marketing. Tying all the marketing in together. Tie fundamentals. <laughs> <Marketing> <laughs> fundamentals for sure. Well, well, for you, I would say, I would. Well, I would want to know, like, what's next? What are some things that you would say that are upcoming, or what are you excited about? Talk to us. Oh man, there's so much. Um, the biggest thing, and it kind of falls in line with
1: um helping those entrepreneurs. But this, this, uh, I'm I'm launching a platform. Right. Okay. So I have a, a, a Instagram page right now, which is Malik underscore Mr. Streams underscore Mac. And that's that's going to be my professional brand that I'm pushing out to the world. You guys have started seeing a lot of that content coming out. I want to help the everyday person or the entrepreneur discover different ways of adding additional income to their lives. Right. So I have a book that's coming out i have a membership site that's coming out that's going to coincide with the book the book is called um i have a couple smaller books but the big book is going to be called 101 side hustles small businesses and income streams a guide to your financial freedom that's a working title okay and that's really going to list out a lot of those uh, multi uh income streams um side hustles and small businesses that people can jump into it'll have some you know very pertinent information about you know the cost of getting into that um some information. Some of those will have some quotes from people in those uh, specific jobs or the income streams and giving us a little information. And then the membership site is going to coincide with that because those are going to be micro courses specific to those income streams or small businesses and things like that. So it can show you exactly how you can do it and you can create that for yourself. Um, and then it's also a podcast with that as well, which I was telling you about, which is the, the More Money with Malik podcast. And that's okay. speaking to people in those income streams, in those side hustles, in those small businesses, um, extracting that information from them the, um, to make other people make it easier for other people to get into those roles or those income streams and those jobs. So that it's you know, everybody's getting in a position that, hey, if your boss wakes up cranky one day, the next day and fires you, your whole world is an ending. Right. You, you have other right. things that are helping you um, create more income. Plus we're in a world where inflation is high. Everything is, everything's taxed. Real estate rates are ridiculous. And you know, we're in that cycle of real estate and all those different things. So the additional income, I mean, eggs, how expensive are eggs right now? Let's talk about it right all the language talk about it so you know just being able to have additional income streams so that it can take some of the load off of you know the things we're experiencing is you know in the economy right now so creating that mr multi-streams platform is what i'm focusing on right now so like i said it's going to be the book and there's a few books because it's going to be a book series um it's going to be the uh, membership site that coincides with the books with all those courses and then also i have like other courses in there other than the micro courses which is like uh, entrepreneurship one-on-one course, you know, specific uh, paid advertising, marketing course, sales course, uh, mindset course, and all those different things. So people will be able to just pay a one yearly fee for the, for access to the entire membership site. And then they'll have access to all those videos and all of those courses. Um, and then the podcast, which will be the More Money, More Elite podcast, launching that. So all of this will be um working in tandem as, as, as well as the content that I'm pushing out on my social media channels, which will be primarily through Instagram, Instagram and TikTok. Nice. So that's what I'm focusing on right now.
0: A lot of exciting stuff coming down. Coming, coming down the band here. It's gonna be a big year. It's gonna be a big year, absolutely. Are you uh, I know you have to go here soon, but I wanted to ask lastly about any kind of like parting words of wisdom. Obviously, you've dropped a lot of knowledge on us and truly appreciative. I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are in the process of either making pivots that uh would be able to draw from this advice, but what are some parting words? of wisdom that you would say uh, that you want to Absolutely. have to focus on? Um,
1: the biggest thing is mindset, right? I really want people to pay attention to their mindsets when they're thinking about these pivots. I think pivots are super important because a lot of times we have forks in the road, we have mountains in the road. There's things that are in our pathways and we need to be able to pivot. The first part about being able to pivot is giving yourself permission to pivot. A lot of times people will try to climb that mountain That's insurmountable. You know what I mean? A lot of times people will just say, well, I'm just going to sit here in the muck because I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to think about what I would have to do in order for my life to be different mindset is the number one thing you need to focus on if you feel like you're in those type of positions and you're like well i'm just going to sit here i'm going to try to climb this insurmountable mountain all those things work on your mindset talk to somebody get some help right it could be a it could be a um business or a professional or um a corporate coach it can be a um a therapist a licensed medical therapist Somebody who's going to help you break down those things that you said in your brain that are preventing you from having forward progress, right? And here's the kicker. It doesn't always have to be forward progress because sometimes you got to step back to be able to see a wider range, right? And by doing that, that would allow you to say, oh, you know what? I can do this. Yep. And then you start to build the pathway, you start to build the plan and systems to get to this. Right. So when you think about that pivot, those is, I want you to keep mindset there. And I want you to recognize that any stop in movement is is, is, is a stagnation on your on your own um, blessings, is stagnation on your progress. And so you need to make a decision. And sometimes I can step back and look more or you need to utilize professional help so that they can give you the tools that they've cultivated over time to help you with whatever you're going through. The second piece of advice is when it comes to the pivot is, I want you to think about three things when you're doing the pivot. I want you to think about the financial, I want you to think about the physical, and I want you to think about the the emotional, emotional slash mental health aspect of it. And the reason I say this is because sometimes we focus on one of these things and not all of these things, and then that gets us in trouble. Right. So we're like, oh, I'm gonna do this thing because I'm gonna make a lot more money. But you're not thinking about the physical and the emotional such mental health part of it. You put yourself in a position to be in a position where you are unhappy you are not taking care of yourself. Yeah, you're making more money, but killing yourself faster in a way, right? And so, when you're making any of these pivotal decisions, I want you to think about all these things. So, you can say, okay, is this going to feed me financially? Is it going to feed me physically? Is this going to feed me emotionally and mentally? And when you get a check mark across the board, then that might be a better direction to go in than just something that's going to feed you in one of those ways. Because when the other things start to fall apart, everything starts to fall apart, right? And the last, last piece of this is I need you to think about what it is that you can do for another person when you're thinking about your pivot. And you're like, what does that mean? Why would I be thinking about other people when I'm making a pivot based off of me? Yes, you definitely want to make a pivot based off of you. But I always tell people to have those blessing. I always I mean blessing you know, credits yeah. in the jar. You got know what I mean? So whatever I'm making a big decision, whatever I go into super blessing mode. I'm yeah, blessing man. everybody. Oh, there's a man on the street where uh he he need the money. Here's a dollar, brother. Be blessed. If there's a uh some you know sometimes it's thought about, Hey, I pay for your drink. Like it's yeah. like I know it sounds weird. I don't know. It's a me thing, but I'm also a vessel. So I feel like I'm on the payroll. <laughs> I be like listen. Building up, I'm about to make these big decisions. Let me let me build up these blessings, you know. And usually, the works out for me. So those are the three, you know, parting words of wisdom I would give you. And I would say, you know, and also just be, you know, be fearless, right? I'm a Christian, so I'm like I lean on God, you know. A lot of times, like He got, like catch me, Lord, and I didn't catch me in that type of situation. And you know, so be fearless because a lot of times, even if you're not feeling the best about things, when you walk in with your head up. It changes the perception of you, and with your perception being different, a lot of times people gonna treat you different. People gonna act a little different around you. You are gonna get the respect you deserve, and that's gonna manifest the energy around you. That's gonna cause those all those positive things that you want to happen to come to fruition. So those are a few parting words. Well, there you have it, y'all. Malik, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom Absolutely. with us. my time, anytime at all. And congratulations to you. Thank this you. Is big. I want you to. I want you to get out. I want to acknowledge that. I want to make sure people understand. This is big. You stepping out on faith. Some, you know, you've had a couple conversations with different people, and they was like, "Yo, you need a podcast. You need a podcast." You said, "You know what? I'm gonna do the work, right?" You then you seek you seek some professional help, and they gave you somebody. Y'all kind of bounced them and here we are today, right? You created a goal for yourself, and you stepping towards it everybody can do it this is not a uh no one's so special that they are only ones who could be successful and do you
0: you are stepping out on faith and you're doing it already making it happen thank you all for tuning in please remember to like and subscribe for more most importantly pivot powerfully be well everyone